When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the Golden Hurricane Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, this is Eye of the Hurricane Podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. Welcome back to Eye of the Hurricane Podcast. I'm Bruce Howard, and we uh, hope you have a great and happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a chance to spend some time with your family and friends and eat a little bit of turkey on Thursday, watch a little bit of football. But boy, what a busy week it is in TU Athletics. On Friday, we started off at noon, the final volleyball match of the year at the Reynolds Center. Tulsa taking on SMU starting at noon. Frank Hayes' basketball team, the men's team, will be playing on Friday night. That game, again, at the Reynolds Center starts at 7 o'clock. Tulsa taking on Little Rock. And then a couple of really important uh, matchups for TU on Saturday. First of all, in football, starting at 3, Tulsa goes for their sixth win, hoping to get to 6-6 and and be bowl eligible as they play in Dallas against SMU. That won't be an easy game. and We'll have it on the radio network starting at uh, 2 o'clock. That one should be a good game. SMU-Tulsa, always a good game. And one of the more astonishing uh, numbers you came up with here, we came up with this week as we did the research, is you know, Philip Montgomery got here in 2015. Tulsa won the SMU game 40-31. to That is the largest margin of victory in the six years that uh, Coach Montgomery's team has taken on SMU. The five after that first year, meaning 2016 uh, up until last year, 2020, the two teams scored 169 points each. The margin of victory, four points. Tulsa has 
won obviously uh, three out of those five games. But boy, what a what an even series and exciting series it has been uh, between the two clubs and and various teams in various positions at the time of those games. Sometimes Tulsa has been the the better team coming in, and SMU has pulled the upset, and sometimes the other way around. But at any rate, it should be a great game in Dallas. Emotion out the wazoo with SMU having Senior Day, and of course the Golden Hurricane with a chance uh, to be bowl eligible. And, you know, all of the Texans that are on the Tulsa roster, I think it's it's over 40 uh, on the TU roster coming from the state of Texas. So it should be a great matchup. And then on Saturday night, University of Tulsa soccer has a chance to get to the Elite Eight, the sixth seed in the NCAA tournament, number two as far as the ranking is concerned for Tom McIntosh's team. SMU will play host to the 11th seed West Virginia, 7 o'clock at the Hurricane Soccer and Track Stadium. So after you get done with Thanksgiving, there's lots of stuff to do here on the campus of the University of Tulsa. So let's get the uh, press conferences, first of all, for head coach Philip Montgomery, and then afterward we'll have a press conference uh, with uh, soccer coach Tom McIntosh as TU looks to get to the final eight in the NCAA men's soccer tournament. All right, here's Coach Montgomery in his press conference getting ready for SMU. Well, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. I don't know that I'll see you between now and then, so I hope you uh, get a chance to spend some time with family and enjoy uh, this holiday that is all of, in my opinion, is all about family, just getting together and being able to share time. So I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, going over last week's game, um, you know, I was really proud of our football team. I thought it was a, a good three-phase win for us. Uh, everybody contributed um, offensively coming out and, and, and taking the first drive down, getting touchdown points out of that. Uh, defense coming out, doing what they did, uh, getting a big stop. Uh, us taking advantage of that. Again, coming back out, defense getting another big stop. Um, and again, us going down and getting points. We were in a similar situation a week ago uh, where we were sitting there with a 10-point lead, and, and I thought our team reacted uh, in a really good way this week about continuing to stay locked in, um, continue to put pressure on them, um, and finding a way to, to go and extend a lead. And again, I think it took all three phases to go get that done. Uh, very proud of us, again, uh, from a defensive standpoint. I mean, what we've been able to do the last couple of weeks, especially in third down situations and being able to get guys off the field, uh, getting teams behind the chains, being able to kind of mix up uh, what we're doing has been a, a tremendous shot in the arm for us offensively. It was good to see the consistency come back out. I thought, you know, especially in the first half, I thought we threw the ball extremely well. I thought our receivers did a nice job of finding holes, finding uh, opportunities to work routes. I thought Davis did a nice job of having his eyes in the right spot, reading through progressions and, and delivering the ball accurately. Uh, got the running game kind of going a little bit more throughout, uh, but we, we've got to be balanced in the way that we wanted to be and uh, proud of them from that standpoint. We obviously, uh, special teams had some big plays in there, but Zach, uh, with a couple of three big kicks, were uh, instrumental in, in extending that lead and and just, you know, the poise at which he he does his job has, has been a, a big bonus for us uh, throughout the year. Looking forward to this week. You know, SMU, very talented team, especially offensively. They got so many weapons. You know, uh, Mordecai, who I've watched basically kind of grow up from that area, um, you know, has really played outstanding. Um, you look at the weapons that he has around him, whether you're talking about 
you know, Gray or Rice or Robertson or, you know, Calcaterra has, has been a, a major factor for them and finding ways for them to use his talents. But, you know, obviously they're running the football well is, and, and they're doing it with Bentley kind of being banged up, I guess, throughout the year. I don't really know what his situation is, but Stiggers has come in and, and really been a lift for them from that standpoint. So a lot of weapons, uh, a lot of things to put your eyes on. Got to do a good job of trying to get them behind the chains and and at least try to get them in more predictable type situations. But uh, very talented, talented offensive group. You look at them defensively, very strong versus a run. Uh, as you start studying them, basing out the odd, they give you a lot of different fronts, a lot of different looks. And so we're going to have our hands full on that side of it as well. So uh, we know this is going to be a big game. Uh, it has been a big game every year that I've been here. Um but this is this year's is exactly the same when it comes to that. So uh, it should be a battle. Looking forward to the opportunity of going down there and competing, getting our guys a, a chance to get back on the field and find a way to get bowl eligible right here. And speaking of bowl eligible, coach, I've been asking the last couple of weeks about needing to win out to become bowl eligible. Downplayed a little bit, saying you wanted to take it, you know, go one and zero each week. Is this the week now that you really embrace that motivation with your team? Well, yeah, I mean, they understand where we're at. There's no reason not to talk about it. And uh, 1-0 and in bowl eligible kind of goes in the same breath right now. So uh, this is this is what we've worked hard to get to. And, and our guys have really, you know, kind of just kept their head down, kept grinding, kept working, and put themselves in a position to, to have a chance to be that. So obviously it'll play a part in this week's game. Were you surprised at all by the result of, of the SMU Cincinnati game, just how one-sided it was? You know, every week in this conference, is, it's it's a battle. And, you know, I think Cincinnati was able to kind of separate themselves a little bit early. And, um, you know, obviously we're able to continue to extend that. And, you know, as you look at it, uh, if they could have held it a little bit closer for longer, I think it, it would have been – Obviously, a, a, a more competitive type ball game, but uh, you know Cincinnati is—they're—they're <laughs> they're pretty damn good, and so uh, you know when you go up there, you you got to be ready to play. You guys obviously have had a lot of obstacles overcome, some some disappointments this season. The players, the team could have folded it up a couple of times during the season, probably. What what's it say about the team that that didn't happen and they kept fighting? And now you have a chance to. Yeah, I think, I mean, you got to take your hat off to them. And uh, I think that has been a signature mark of our program um, from the time I've been here. I mean, our, our guys are going to play extremely hard every week. Uh, we get 60 minutes to play this game. They're going to play every second of it. Uh, but this group, um, you know, they've done a really good job of coming together, staying together uh, amidst, you know, some some tough things that have gone on. Uh, throughout, whether you're talking about scheduling, whether you're talking about this or that, we, we've had a lot of obstacles in our way uh, from the start of the season till now. But guys have just continued to work. And as guys have gotten injured and other guys have had to step up and guys are coming in and, and continue to raise the bar and the standard of what we want to do, I thought uh, I thought our team has done a good job of that throughout and really proud of, of the way they've stuck together. Philip, earlier in the season, you had talked a lot about trying to cut down on penalties and, and fixing some of the um, special teams things that were leading to touchdowns. What, looking back on that, you know, what has worked? Because it seems like 
it's worked. It hasn't been an issue um, in, in these past few weeks. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously you're always putting an emphasis on it. Um, but as the start of the season and some of the things that have happened, I think it was uh, our guys just staying locked into what we needed to do. Obviously, from the special team standpoint, um, you know, we changed some things schematically. Uh, we, we changed some personnel things on it. And, and I think that has been a benefit for us. Um, and then I think just the consistency of what we've been able to do. Obviously, this week we faced another explosive returner and, and we've got to do a good job there again. But um, as far as the penalties go, I think our guys just being locked in, being more disciplined and understanding that, uh, you know, we've got to to clean this area up to give ourselves a chance. We're hurting ourselves in some areas that, that we didn't need to. And, and I think our guys just took ownership in that that sort of growth, you know, during a season, that's not always easy. So, you know, what is it, you know, I'm sure it's, it's coaching and, and the players taking upon themselves, but how important has that been, um, you know, to, uh, you know, get things going in the second half of the season? Yeah, it's obviously been important, you know, um, you know, as we looked at, at some of the things we needed to clean up uh, from a team standpoint, uh, even from a coaching standpoint, when we want, needed to emphasize some things a little bit more and, and understand what we've got to do to give our guys uh, the best opportunity to succeed on the field. And so I think it's been a combination of all of those things. I think our coaches have done a good job, but, you know, it all starts with the players and those guys going out and executing and, and uh, you know, correcting some things that, that are easily, easily corrected, but sometimes hard to do. Coach, uh, when you're facing a team like SMU, you guys have had some deep battles with one another, four-quarter matchups, however you'd like to call it. With so much on the line, I guess just kind of give me the breakdown of what exactly your message is to this team, knowing that you win, you keep playing. You lose, it's all over. Well, you know, I think at the at the end of the day, we've got to focus on us, and I think that's what we've really tried to do, uh, you know, over the past month or so. And And – I think our team has has really bought into that part of it. And from that standpoint, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, it, as good as some of the teams that we've played, including SMU that we're fixing to play, it's still more about us and what we've got to do and the way we execute on the field in all three phases, the way we handle uh, that 60-minute game, the amount of effort and attitude and the attention to detail that we've got to place on things. And, and those guys coming out and – playing their dead level best. And so uh, our team has done that. We'll continue to do that. Don't expect anything different this weekend. Uh, obviously worked extremely hard to get ourselves to this point. And now uh, we got to go capitalize. I don't know if it was asked. If it was, I apologize. But Jackson player said after the game that he's been waiting for this due to the fact that Tanner Mordecai, him and they go way back to high school stuff. So he's wanting to get Tanner several times sacked and, you know, put a big defensive front on him. Has he told you any of that? Or, I mean, you know, what's your thoughts on Jackson? Heading in? You know, Jackson and Tanner go way back. And, and so I'm sure there's probably been some, some phone calls or text messages or DMS or, or whatever that might be between the two of them. But, you know, the, the crazy part is Jackson's like that every week. So, um, you know, he's going to be, he's an impact player for us. It's always been an impact player for us and expect a lot of things from him this weekend, obviously uh, getting a chance to go against a, a guy that he has grown up with and around. Um, 
I'm sure he is um, excited about that opportunity. I have one more for you, Coach. In a matchup like this with SMU, do you allow some smack talking to go back and forth because these guys know each other? This is a lot of Texas guys on both squads. I mean, is it add to the excitement of this game? You know, so many of these kids either played together or they went through the recruiting kind of circles together. And so uh, they know each other. As, as far as the, the talking part of it goes, you know, what they do away from the building is is obviously, you know, on them. But, you know, when we get on the field, it's got to be about us. It's got to be about our, our focus, uh, our attention to detail, um, and what we've got to do each and every play, each and every series, each and every quarter as we work our way through this game. So uh, from that standpoint, uh, we've got to physically go attack and, and do a great job of that. Any other questions for Coach Montgomery? I just have one more. What is Tanner Mordecai, like what makes him so special because he's led this offense and he's done some remarkable things for the Mustangs? Well, obviously – Tanner's a great player, um, highly recruited coming out of high school, went to OU and then transferred out and, and now is at SMU. Uh, I think it's not just Tanner, though. Um, when you look at the whole thing of it, you know, the weapons that he's got around him and, and the he's done a really good job of, of getting the ball out of his hands, going through progressions, giving guys opportunities, and then they're making the most of it. So uh, from that standpoint, um, Really outstanding player with a lot of good players around him, and, and that combination has been good for them. Any other questions for Coach? Thanks, Coach. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all. Happy Thanksgiving. And so the Hurricane again taking on SMU, 3 o'clock on Saturday, 2 o'clock our airtime on the Golden Hurricane Radio Network. And then, of course, uh, for those of you not going down to Dallas to watch that game and you're here in the Tulsa area, please go out to the Hurricane Soccer and Track Stadium. Tickets will be available right there at the door for the 7 o'clock meeting with the 11th seed West Virginia, Tulsa, the 6th seed coming in. And here is uh, head coach Tom McIntosh with his press conference leading up to Saturday's big match. I, th I thought um, overall the other night we we started the game very well. I thought our passing was really good. We were able to get out of any kind of pressure they were trying to put on us. Um, thought we created good chances both in attack, but then also we we had a good moment where we stole one from them um, early in the game. Should have scored. Obviously, you know we were up one nothing at half. I think kind of really good goal by Mitch um, and Trace. Good pass, but. You know, we felt like we should have been up, you know, two or three goals for sure at halftime. Second half, I thought we we passed it pretty good again. Um, we built out well. We got better than we did from the week before, I thought. But we turned the ball over um, in some areas higher up the field that then ended up them getting counterattacks and us being under a little bit more pressure than we would have liked. But overall, we defended very well. And, yes, proud of the, you know, the guy's performance. Questions? What's it mean to the program, or I guess how does it feel to be able to have earned this uh, home game in the third round of the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think it's just uh, well, it's great for the program, as you know. I mean, um, you know, we want to obviously compete for trophies, and um, you know, I thought the guys, you know, they they've earned the right to play at home. I think that's the big thing. You know, how we played in the non-conference, going undefeated in non-conference play, um, playing some tough teams in the non-conference, and then obviously going through conference play and winning it. You know, both the regular season and the tournament. So proud of the effort, um, but 
you know, once the game starts, um, yeah, not a lot obviously changes. You know, it's still the same size field, and uh, we got to play well. Coach. The support that you've had from fans is, uh, you know, that's pretty remarkable to have that many people there the other day. Um, and it, I noticed there were a lot of students. Um, what, how, I'm guessing that's not the case everywhere you play. No, it's, yeah, it's not. I think, yeah, the, the turnout this year, both from the community as well as our student body uh, has been, has been great. It's been a big, big plus. So um, I think that's like our fifth, you know, basically sellout of the year. Um, yeah, hopefully we can, we can get that same atmosphere, uh, if not even more on, you know, on Saturday night, but it definitely helps. And, uh, it's great for, you know, attendance is great for obviously the game, but it's also great for recruiting. Um, I mean, there's, there's other benefits to it than besides what goes on just on game day. So, um, so yeah, that's been, it's, yeah, we're super grateful for, yeah, like I said, our student body and the community. Coach, those fans get loud. Those students get real loud. How much do the guys like playing at home? <laughs> they love it. Um, I know I never hear it, but um, I know maybe it's not always nice, but uh, <laughs> but they get after them. And, yeah, it does help our guys. You know, the drums, the smoke bombs, the, you know, the yelling. Um, yeah, you know, when obviously you're – it gives you even more momentum when you, when you, when you do have it. And, um, yeah, the, the guys love playing at home, so – um, yeah, hopefully we can obviously keep doing that. Obviously, these guys want to bring home a trophy, uh, but so far, how successful would you call this season, and how special has this season already been? Well, I think uh, yeah, obviously we've taken home two trophies, so that's that's really important. Uh, I tell people that all the time. Um, those things last forever. So, like for me, taking home a um, yeah, taking home a conference trophy. Uh, is, is better than making the second round of the NCAA tournament. Like we didn't get into this tournament to get to a certain round. Like we're just chasing a trophy. That's how we've always approached it. The players know that our alumni know it. Um, so yeah, those other, obviously the conference season was successful, but we're in a new tournament now. And you know, the conference tournament doesn't matter. The conference regular season doesn't matter. So um, it's just about chasing, you know, chasing this next trophy. Coach, you've had a lot of great production out of your top two or three scores, and yet the last couple of games, two out of the last three of your goals, came from guys that were scoring their first goal of the year. What's that say about your depth with this soccer team? Yeah, I think, um, one, we, we try to get, you know, again, that's that's been a point of emphasis all year is trying to get um, more players into positions to score goals um, without disrupting our structure. Um, and we've been able to do that. So, um, you know, we train, yeah, it's, it's not uncommon for our outside back, Mitch, who scored that goal to get into a goal scoring chance. Um, we actually missed chase on one in the first half where if we would have squared a ball, I think chase would have, uh, had a great chance at a goal. So, um, you know, we want our left and right backs to get into scoring positions, um, as well as, you know, other players in our midfield. So the guy's been great at doing it, and uh, obviously it, it has paid off. And, Tom, this team really seems to have great chemistry, guys coming from all different parts of the, of the world, and yet they've all come together, and they seem to really like each other and play well together and get along well. Yeah, I think, uh, one, it starts with our leadership group, um, which we have a combination of, you know, international guys, um, domestic players, um, you know, so I think, um, the leadership group has, has done an excellent job. 
uh, in terms of developing the culture um, and developing the chemistry. So the players have, have really done that on their own. Um, but it's a mature group. And um, I think part of that, and we've talked about this before, um, you know, our players live together. They go to school together. Like, it's not that way at every other campus in America. Like, 90% of our students live on campus. All of our athletes live on campus. You know, they don't live in their own apartment. They don't live off campus. And I think, for me, that's a huge plus, you know. And it's, we need to use that to our advantage um, as a program. And, and I think, you know, we've been able to do that over the years. That wraps it up for this edition of Eye of the Hurricane podcast. Again, have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you on the other side. I'm Bruce Howard. So long for now. This is Eye of the Hurricane podcast, the official podcast of University of Tulsa Athletics. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Golden Hurricane Sports Network.